0: calling that Disneyland parenting doesn't even actually fit. Because there's lots of rules at Disneyland, right? If there weren't rules at Disneyland, it would just be a debacle. It would just be pandemonium. And this is what we see inside of Steph family, right? We see we see this in our work with Steph families all the time. The kids are being shuttled back and forth between school and karate and ballet and their other home And all of those places, maybe except for the other home, maybe, maybe not, all of these other places that our kids go to, they've got rules, right? There's rules at karate, there's rules at school, there's rules at ballet. And then when they come home and everybody's kind of left to their own devices, it just turns into no man's land, right? It's like first one to the TV wins the remote, first one to the fridge wins the cake, okay? last one to the dinner table wins. (laughs) For most of us, belonging to a step family was never part of the plan. We never planned to get divorced, never planned to fall in love with somebody who already had kids, and an ex-spouse who's not going anywhere. But here we are, trying our best to solve the blended family puzzle. I'm Brittany Lynch, and for the last 15 years, I've been working with the human body, mind, and spirit. As a certified stepfamily counsellor, mental health nurse, and having been a stepmom myself for the last decade, I've learned that happy stepfamilies are built by healthy people. Welcome to the whole stepfamily podcast, where you will learn how to create peaceful, loving, authentic stepfamily relationships that allow you to be who you really are, so you can love the life you live and the people you live it with. As we wait on the timing, together we find it, there's more than one way to go home. Hello and welcome to the Whole Step Family Podcast. I am your host, Brittany Lynch, registered nurse, certified step family counselor, self-appointed most awkward human on the planet feel weird starting a podcast episode because I don't know what I'm supposed to say. I don't know what to do with my hands. I don't know what to do with my hands. Well, one of them is holding a microphone. So I better get into it. I better get into it, get after it, get onto it. Okay. Let's get in the trust tree. The trust tree here for a second. Have you ever at any point in your life thought to yourself, this step family is a little bit chaotic, or this step family is a little bit unpredictable, or this step family is a dumpster fire, (laughs) Now, no shade i'm not throwing shade i'm not throwing shade i'm not throwing shade step families are hard man they're hard okay they're hard but while we're in the trust tree for a second and we're asking ourselves this question right is my step family maybe a little bit chaotic sometimes between you and i i already know that there's like this element of surprise that kind of lingers in the world of Steph family, right it's like there's always the opportunity for an unexpected plot twist to, <laughs> there's always the opportunity for like the element of surprise like we don't know who's gonna show up we don't know what time they're gonna show up <laughs> we don't know what's in the suitcase we don't know what's in the bag we don't know where the library books are do you have soccer practice tonight there's always there's always something unexpected happening in Steph Family, right So if you're anything like most of the people that we work with, there's a pretty good chance that you also have been affected by this unstable, unpredictable unpredictable nature of stepfamily to some degree or another. So that's why on today's episode, I want to talk to you about what I learned about this about this instability or this unpredictability or this opportunity for plot twist and what that has to do with you as a member of a blended family who's trying to create, I'm assuming since you're listening to this podcast, trying to create a blended family environment which is peaceful and supportive and not chaotic and not unpredictable. Otherwise, why would you be listening to this episode? Otherwise, why would you be listening to this podcast? We all know that your home is meant to be your sanctuary right your home is supposed to be this place that you can go to at the end of a long day where you feel safe where you feel held where you feel seen where you feel heard and where you can let your nervous system unwind and where you can let your nervous system relax now letting your nervous system unwind, letting your nervous system relax. Let me translate this. Uh, Over the years, I've been a step family counselor for six going on seven years now, which seems crazy. But for the last six years, I have spoken with probably thousands at this point, thousands of people from a step family, maybe tens of thousands, I'm not sure I've lost count but I've talked to a lot of people in a step family, okay? I've heard everything. (laughs) And I can tell you that nine times out of 10, when I am talking to somebody who's just coming to us looking for support in their step family and I ask them the question, what do you want from us? Why are you here, right? What is it that you think that we can do for you? What is it that you hope more than anything that we can do for you if we had a magic wand and we could flick that magic wand and give you anything that you wanted, what would you want from us. nine times out of 10 nine and a half times out of 10 okay 98 times out of 100 i'm going to get real even narrower here what people say that they are looking for. is peace. Now ask yourself this question. Is that something that you are looking for in your step family? are you looking for peace in your step family? how will you know when you have that right this is my next favorite question how do you know when you have peace but what i've realized is what people are calling peace is actually a calm nervous system when people are saying i want peace in my home what they're saying is i want my nervous system to be able to ctfo chill that beep out right? I want to live in a home where I feel like I can take a full inhale and a full exhale and I'm not carrying all this tension in my shoulders. I want to live in a home where I know what to expect. I want to live in a home. I want to live in a home, right? Where even when there are plot twists, I still can feel calm and safe and confident in my own body and not like I'm crawling out of my skin and not like my heart is beating out of my chest and not like my hands are never going to stop shaking because I'm feeling so triggered by whatever it was that just happened. So, my translation for when for calm, relaxed nervous system, my translation for that is peace. So, if you have ever said to yourself, I desire peace in my step family, start with your nervous system, okay? Now, now you are, you are starting with your nervous system because you are here listening to this podcast about crazy people like me dumping ice buckets on their heads for fun, for fun by choice. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, uh, the irony, the irony here about, about, creating homes where we can feel safe to relax in, okay? I wanna be at peace enough in my own home where I can relax and actually relax, let my hair down, right? Let my hair down, take a big breath, get in the bath, feel like I can. And so many of us, this is what we want our homes to feel like, okay? I'm gonna argue most people in the world want their home to feel this way. Like you can come home, relax, have a good time, things can be easy, things can be fun, right? It's not so serious all the time. You're not always wondering who's at the door and how long are they gonna stay. And so unfortunately, since step families are just by nature more chaotic and unpredictable, that means that the likelihood of just defaulting into a step family that is peaceful off the hop is very small. Okay, so if you are one of the unicorn people who fell into a unicorn step family where everything just unfolded and nobody had to do any work and all the kids went to bed on time and everyone ate dinner at exactly 5.30 p.m. And the kids cleared the table after and everyone gets out the door for the bus on time. If you just magically fell into one of these step families, then congratulations. You are a very lucky person. Please go buy a lottery ticket and call me. Okay. Now, if you are like the rest of us mere mortals who entered into a step family, became a part of a step family, then you will know that by nature, we have way more plates in the air, we have lots of balls in the air, we have lots of opportunities for plot twists. And so since that is just the nature of our family dynamic, that requires that if we actually want to live in a home where we can feel relaxed and at peace and like we can have fun and like we know what to expect, then the adults in that situation are going to have to create that environment for the kids. But the irony here, something we see often is that in our desire to wanna create a home for our kids where they feel relaxed or they feel like they can have fun or they feel like things are easy. The irony and the like, don't do this. (laughs) The irony is that in trying to create an environment for our kids where they feel relaxed and where they feel like things are fun and safe and easy A lot of parents, a lot of divorced parents specifically, or separated parents, single parents, will will resist the idea of wanting to implement too many expectations or too many chores or too many rules, okay? If you know what that is like, I, I hear you, I understand. Now, while I can completely understand where this thought process comes from, right, I can understand, I can understand thinking like, oh, I want my kids to actually want to come here. So, I don't want to give them a bunch of jobs to do when they're here, right? I don't want to be the home that they come to where they're like put to work all the time. I want to be the home that they come to where they feel like they can let their hair down and relax. And, if that is you, if that is your intention for your home, for your family, for your kids, for your partner is to create this environment where people feel at home and safe and like their nervous systems can unwind, I salute you. And I want to make sure that this that this mistake is not being made in your home because this mistake can be fatal. And I don't want to see that for you. We already know that step families fail at a rate of two in every three. So, the less mistakes that we make that can prevent us from becoming one of those statistics, the better. And the mistake that we see being made all the time when it comes to creating homes where people feel relaxed is that we not, it's not just that we don't set expectations, it's that we resist setting expectations that need to be there in the first place, okay? Now in stepfamily lingo, in pop the pop culture lingo of stepfamily, you might hear this referred to as, and I didn't make this term up, so don't come after me, okay? But you might hear this referred to as something called Disneyland parenting. What is Disneyland parenting? Again, don't come out. Don't shoot the messenger. Don't shoot the messenger. Okay. Disneyland parenting is what can happen after the parents of kids separate. And we want to create an environment for our kids, stepkids, okay, where everyone feels good and happy and excited. And we want our kids to be excited to come and see us, don't we? Like we want to be the home that they want to come to. And so the way that we can default into creating homes that the kids wanna come to is that we think the less jobs I have for them to do, the less expectations I have for them, and the more fun I can make their time, the more they're gonna wanna actually come here, right? Now, unfortunately, when everyone is left to their own devices, and everything kind of is just like this free for all and, and nobody knows which way is up and nobody knows which way is down. It might on the surface look like we're doing the, uh, doing everybody a favor by by creating flexibility and creating opportunities for spontaneity and creating opportunities for people to rest, right? To rest and relax. However, however, when we combine this with the term of, of Disneyland parenting, the implications of this term of Disneyland parenting means like it's a holiday, right? It's like a holiday. It's like a, it's like a getaway. It's, a, it's something you do for recreation. It's not something you do all the time. So it's it's kind of a, an insult, I guess, when people refer to their partners or their ex-partners as Disneyland parents because there is an implication there that you are not upholding uh, the day-to-day structure that would be required to run a household, okay? And, and this can be brought about for many reasons. One of them being a lot of parents have a lot of guilt when they separate from their kids, other parent, um, one of them being that it's really hard for kids to be in blended families and it's really hard to be shuttled back and forth between homes or to cope with the death of a parent if, if you are widowed or you name it, right? The, the, the circumstances that go into what creates blended families are never the most positive, right? A step family is always born from loss which is something that makes us different than nuclear families, biological families. Also sidebar, if you don't know what the differences are between step families and nuclear families or biological families, I'm gonna urge you to go back and listen to season two, episode one, where we talk about how step families are different than biological intact families. And those differences are really, really, really important to know because we have to do things differently in our families so that we can make it We have to do things differently in step families so that our kids can feel safe. We have to do things differently in step families so that we feel good, so that our nervous systems are taken care of, so that we can feel at peace in our home, right? We have to do things differently in step family. So so if we zoom back out to this, this concept of Disneyland parenting and the implications of that, Okay. The implications of Disneyland parenting means there's probably not a lot of rules. There's probably not a lot of structure. There's probably not a lot of discipline. There's probably not a lot of expectation. There's probably lots of fun, lots of spending of time, lots of spending of energy, lots of spending of money. And these are all fantastic things. We want family to be fun, right? We want our household to be fun. We want our kids to want to come. However, if we actually tried to apply this same theory of like anything goes <laughs> to Disneyland, like let's just, let's just talk about this for a second. If we went to Disneyland and there were no rules, there were no expectations, nobody had chores. Okay, <laughs> imagine this for a second. Imagine going to Disneyland, nobody has chores. Right. Nobody works there. There's just garbage everywhere. There's no such thing as a lineup because a lineup is a rule. So everything is the lineup. Right. There's 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 a, a, a mad dash to get the very last corn dog, and you don't know who's gonna jump over whom in order to get that very last corn dog because there's no structure. There's no order. So even even the nature of calling of calling our propensity away from structure in stepfamily, calling that Disneyland parenting doesn't even actually fit. Because there's lots of rules at Disneyland, right? If there weren't rules at Disneyland, it would just be a debacle. It would just be pandemonium. And this is what we see inside of stepfamily. Family. Right, we see, we see this in our work with step families all the time. The kids are being shuttled back and forth between school and karate and ballet and their other home. And all of those places, maybe except for the other home, maybe, maybe not, all of these other places that our kids go to, they've got rules, right? There's rules at karate, there's rules at school, there's rules at ballet. And then when they come home and everybody's kind of left to their own devices, it just turns into no man's land, right? It's like first one to the TV wins the remote. First one to the fridge wins the cake. Okay? Last one to the dinner table wins. <laughs> and I'm sure we all have a step kid who wins that one all of the time, right? Or a kid who wins that one all the time. But what I realized, you know, on, on, on this weekend that just passed, let me, let, me talk, let me talk to you about ice buckets here for a second. So yesterday was Sunday and on Sunday, I do what I need to do to set myself up for success to the best of my ability for the week coming up where I'm gonna get my kids. And so that usually rec- or usually includes an element of like, I take care of my body, I take care of my mind and I take care of my spirit in whatever ways I need to do that in order to be able to provide a home for my kids that when they come, they feel safe, they feel secure. Their nervous systems can relax. They know what to expect, right? In order for me to be able to create that for them, I have to first create it for myself. In order for me to be able to help you create it, I have to first have it created for myself. So one of the self-care activities that I did to take care of myself this previous weekend, yesterday, to get myself ready for my co-parenting or my parenting week that is beginning today, is I I went to a, shall I call it healing ceremony, which included a sauna and ice buckets and all kinds of other magical goodies, things that smelled good, things that tasted good. It was an experience, again, for me so that i can start this week off on the right foot and be better able better have there be a higher likelihood that i'm not going to lose my s-h-i-t on my kids at the drop of a hat right i've had to create nervous system strength and resilience by become when I became a part of a step family, when I became a stepmom 10 years ago, and now as a co-parent, nervous system resiliency and the ability to handle and tolerate stress and the ability to take care of myself, these are non-negotiable, right? If we're gonna survive in blended families, if we're gonna survive in step families and not lose our SHIT all the time, then we need to develop this and we need to develop self-care practices that can hold us and support us. So one of the things that I did for myself to support my nervous system um is I did this sauna this sauna experience where <clears throat> I sit in the sauna we sat in the sauna for I don't know how many minutes because I was in the sauna and then after that little period of time when you're heated right up then you go out and you get an ice bucket dumped on you and that ice bucket dump is like it's very shocking right it's like <laughs> like sucks the breath right out of you And interestingly, this can help and does help to create more nervous system tolerance and more of a threshold um, and a capacity to be able to hold stress because you're training your body to know just because I feel terrible doesn't mean I'm actually in danger, right? Just because I just got a bucket of ice water dumped on my head and it felt terrible, and it sucked the breath out of me, and my nervous system is going, oh my gosh, Ah!" doesn't actually mean that I'm in danger. And so there's lots of pieces that go into these, into these healing uh, ceremony processes. But if you're wondering why I'm doing this from a physiological perspective, this is why I have to train my nervous system to be more resilient. And therefore I have to do intense things to it, to train it that when it feels that way, actually I'm fine and I'm going to be fine. And the way that that translates is that when my kids are being kids and being loud and breaking things and saying no and being sick and up all night and all the things that kids do that really can influence your state of mind and influence your emotional state and influence your mental state if you're not taking care of yourself, I just want to make sure that I've got myself set up for the best chances. So these are the kinds of things that I do to, to, to improve my ability to handle stressful situations. Okay. Now, the lesson that I took away from this ice bucket, uh, sauna experience, healing experience, wasn't actually about the nervous system stuff. Okay. I just totally geeked out on that. That was like a freebie. (laughs) That was a, that was a, that was a geek out freebie because I love the brain and I love the nervous system. And that is the why behind why I'm dumping ice buckets on my head. However, here is what I want to share with you as somebody who is desiring to create more peace and more structure and more safety so that you can feel at peace in your home. Before I went to this sauna, I'd never never done this before. I'd never done this before. I'd never met the facilitator before. I'd never been to this spa or whatever this thing was called, this sauna place. Um, I'd never been there before. I didn't know what to expect. And the thing about step families is that often we don't know what to expect, right? There's always a plot twist around the corner. So I'm going to this ceremony. I'm going to this, this, this healing ceremony I know it's going to be healing i know it's going to be good for me i know the what is going to happen physiologically for me okay but i've still never been there i don't know the people i don't know the facilitator i don't know the building i don't know the expectations right i don't know what to wear i don't know what to do with my hands (laughs) i don't know what to do with my hands and so A couple of days before the ceremony, we got an email from the facilitator, and the facilitator gave some information, okay, and that information were things like what time to show up, how early to show up, why, right, there's going to be a waiver, show up 10 minutes early so that we can start our sauna on time, wear a bathing suit, Bring at least two towels, but three towels is nice. It's nice to have a third towel, she says. Bring water, come well hydrated. There's gonna be tea there. There's gonna be water there, right? But still, bring bring yourself something to drink. And I could feel myself in the days leading up to the sauna experience, kind of starting to get nervous, right? Because I'd never done this before. I didn't know what to expect. And then the facilitator sent this email that told me all of these things that I didn't know I even had as questions, but she just handled it. And so then when I rolled up at this sauna appointment, I was prepared, not just Physiologically, for what I knew was going to happen to my body going into the sauna and then getting the ice bucket dumped on my head, but I was prepared mentally and emotionally as well. I knew that when I showed up from one fifty until two o'clock, people were going to be doing their waivers and and changing and all of this all of this preparatory stuff. I knew at two o'clock we were gonna start the ceremony. I knew by 4.30, it was gonna be over. I knew what the flow was going to be like. She told us what the what we could expect when we got there, how long we'd be in the sauna for, right? Then she explained it again when we got there. So we, again, knew. She set the stage. She set the expectations. She told us, this is what's gonna happen. There's gonna be tea, right? There's gonna be water. Get your towel. All of these things that she had prepared us with in advance, then worked their way into into the ceremony. Now, what is important about this? Why am I talking about this? Why does this matter for you, okay? I am an adult, arguably. (laughs) I'm an adult and I am an adult who is responsible for human lives in many forms, right? I run a business, I have children, I have myself, but those are, maybe that's about it, is those human lives that I'm responsible for. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is that I am no stranger to having to hold my own in spaces. I am no stranger to having to figure out what to do and fly by the seat of my pants and make that happen. I am no stranger to being plunked into into the middle of spaces and having to figure out what the F to do to get out of those spaces, right? This is entrepreneurship, this is parenthood. And even still, I get nervous when I go to new places. I have anxiety when I go to new places. I have anxiety when I don't know what to expect. And it wasn't until I left the ceremony yesterday that I realized how helpful it was that she had sent out those instructions beforehand. I didn't realize how important those instructions were to set the frame and set the edges or the boundaries of that container. If we don't know where something ends and where something begins, then our tendency as human people is going to be to search, whether that's with our minds unconsciously or with our bodies, Right? Now kids' jobs are to test boundaries. It is a child's job to test boundaries, okay? It is an adult's job to uphold those boundaries, to set those boundaries and uphold those boundaries. But kids are going to test them, okay? That's what they're meant to do. Now, if there is no boundary to test, this offers no stability for our kids. If we do not clearly communicate what is going to happen at our home when they're there, they are just at the whim, right? We're back at Disneyland where there's no lineups and everybody's jumping over each other to get the very last corn dog. If we are going to create homes where our nervous systems can unwind and relax, where people feel at peace, where people feel comfortable, where people feel safe. We need to give a container to create that structure and that safety. And 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 by resisting the implementation of expectations. By resisting the implementation of household routines or household uh, responsibilities, when we resist these things because we want our kids to be able to relax, we're actually doing the thing we're not meaning to do, which is creating an environment for them that they can't relax in. And not just them, it's not just them who can't relax. We can't relax either because we don't know what to expect either. So if you don't know what to expect and I don't know what to expect and our kids don't know what to expect, it is pandemonium, okay? It's absolute pandemonium. So let's just just look at this for a second from like a bird's eye view, okay? So here I am an adult human person choosing to go to sauna and get ice buckets dumped on my head, okay? I was able to go to this very uncomfortable experience and have a very good experience, okay? It wasn't, a com- it wasn't comfortable, it wasn't fun. <laughs> like it didn't feel good to, to do that. It felt uncomfortable, it felt scary, It felt cold, it felt shocking. So as an adult human person who made a conscious decision to go to this place, I put myself in a scenario that didn't feel good, okay? Now I was able, however, to get the benefit from this situation because I knew what to expect. Right? I knew what to wear. I knew what to expect for refreshments. I knew that there was going to be tea. I knew that there was going to be water. When I was feeling super thirsty, I was like, oh, it's okay because there's going to be tea, right? I had my extra towel so I could dry off. Those expectations created a sense of safety for me. So here I am, you know, sitting into a sauna or sitting in a sauna, going into another dimension in my healing, coming out, getting doused with cold water, in ice water shocking my nervous system but I was able to be in that experience and be present in that experience and get the value from that experience and get the healing from that experience because I trusted that my facilitator was going to be able to hold me. And if I did not feel like the person who was supposed to be there to hold me could hold me, I wouldn't have been able to have the same experience. I wouldn't have been able to go to a different dimension in the sauna, right? I wouldn't have been able to embrace dumping cold water on my body. I wouldn't have been able to be present in the experience because I would have been too afraid that this person was making me do things that didn't Feel good. And so, because she had so clearly defined the edges of that container, I was able to trust myself to let myself expand into that container. I could let myself take up that container. I could let myself explore the edges of that container because I knew she was going to stop me if it got unsafe. And I knew she knew what she was doing. Without expectations, without edges to a container, we just would pour into a puddle all over the floor right and that's not safe a container is to contain and so maybe instead of thinking about the the expectations or rules or rules or responsibilities that we want to institute into our step family maybe instead of thinking of those as like something that's that's uh that is controlling we look at those as something that are containing okay i want to write that down cuz that was good <laughs> Instead of looking, instead of looking, instead of looking at our responsibility as adult members of a blended family, instead of looking at our responsibility to create structure and order and consistency and predictability through things like job descriptions, rules, rituals, instead of looking at those things as control measures to be resisted, our invitation to you is to look at those as containers that will help to create containment around what is and is not expected of each individual person so that they can be safe to expand into the role or niche or niche. If you're American, you guys say niche. Why do you say niche? It's niche, isn't it? Niche, niche. Brittany, don't do it. Instead of looking at these things as control measures, okay, our invitation is to look at you at is to look at these as containers that everybody needs in order to be able to unwind their nervous systems inside of. If I'm a kid, I need to know my parents have got me. So all of this really is to say that in our pursuit, in our noble, valiant pursuit at doing what is necessary in order to create homes where everybody can feel seen and heard and loved and safe and like their nervous systems can relax if you are one of the people who is doing this work, who is doing this really noble, hard work of creating something that has never been created before, okay? Like if we look at this, if we look at this from from a bird's eye perspective, you'll realize that Your family has not existed in this context before. You are creating an entirely new paradigm for an entirely new family. And of course it's gonna be uncomfortable. Of course you're not gonna know how to do it the first time or the second time or the hundredth time. We're people, right? We change. And as soon as we think we have things figured out, something else changes. And that is what makes the boundaries of our container so vitally important to know what they are and know how to uphold them. Because what happens inside of those containers is going to change, right? What happens inside of those containers is going to change as people grow and evolve and relationships change and evolve, but if I know what to expect in your home as far as what is expected of me, as far as my manners, my contributions, uh, uh, what is what is considered to be right versus wrong, if I know at the bare minimum, what is expected of me as, an, as a human person who shows up here and I'm not just left to my own devices to try to figure it out on my own, I need that, I need that place to start. And transformation can only happen in a really clearly defined container. We need to know where those edges are as humans. Even Disneyland has clear expectations. Even Disneyland has lineups. Even Disneyland has rules for etiquette. And the sooner that you and your partner, if you have one, can sit down and identify what those expectations are in your family and what you want those containers to look like in your family, the sooner that you can draw up those edges of your containers together and communicate them together, the better. This is not the kind of stuff that people just figure out. Right, like no kid in the whole entire universe is gonna be like, oh, let me set up the edges of my container and I'll clean the bathroom once a week. No kid is gonna do that, right? No kid is going to say, oh, you know what? Since since nobody's giving me any direction, I think I'm just gonna eat broccoli for dinner and uh, go to bed at 7.30. No kid is gonna do that, <laughs> none, zero. I don't care, I don't care what kind of anomaly kids there are out there. Kids won't do that, right? It is our responsibility as adults to figure this out for our kids and then let them know what we expect of them. Kids who have come from homes where their parents are separated have experienced trauma. Every single person in step family has experienced some type of loss. Step families are born from loss. Where there is loss, there is grief. And we can't expect our kids, not just to hold the grief of having to live in two separate homes, we also can't expect them to hold that grief and figure out where they fit inside of each new home now because the place that they used to fit no longer exists. That's not fair. It's not fair to them and it's not fair to us because what happens when they don't have a clearly con- a clearly defined container is they act out and they rebel. So this is, you know, this is this is this is our responsibility. This is our responsibility as adult members of blended families to provide this for our kids. Not and it's not just for them. It's for everybody. When everybody knows what to expect, everybody knows what to expect. And when we know what to expect, we can Allow ourselves to trust that we are held in a certain container. It allows us to develop relationships with the people holding those containers. I'm going to say that again. When we define the edges, when we define our expectations, when we communicate our expectations clearly and we uphold those it allows our kids to develop a relationship where they trust us they don't have to like us to trust us right my kids don't have to agree with my decisions to enforce bedtime to trust me that i'm going to enforce bedtime you don't need to like your 7:30 bedtime for me to know that that's the right time for you to go to bed right then there's not a lot of arguing because that is just the expectation there might be a little bit of pushback, but it doesn't go for long because that is the expectation. So what to do next, right? What to do next so that we're not just listening to this episode and then carrying on as if as if uh, everything's gonna work itself out <laughs> over time. We see step families making this mistake all the time, right? Oh, I'll just things will figure themselves out on their own. So instead of you know letting this this podcast just be some information that you put inside of your beautiful mind and let it run amok with all the other beautiful information you have inside of your beautiful mind, I'm going to challenge you to send this episode to your partner and together come up with one new expectation or boundary that you can together share with your blended family that will create more structure, predictability, stability for everybody. And by doing so, will create an opportunity for everybody to feel more relaxed and at peace with each other, without each other when they go back to their other home create an enduring sense of safety, an enduring sense of predictability by creating clearly defined containers. So my challenge to you, send this episode to your partner, come up with one expectation together, one container edge together that you can institute as a family. And then for extra brownie points, you can send me a message on Instagram at the step queen and let me know what that container boundary is. Okay. And if you can't get your partner on board or you haven't re-partnered, you can just let me know what that container expectation is. Anyway, send me a message uh, at the step queen on Instagram and let me know what that container edge is. I'm very excited to hear about it and to see the stability and peace and rest that it ends up bringing forth into your home for you, for your kids and beyond. I don't know where that came from, but it felt relevant. That is it for me, my friends. Ah! Again, most awkward human in the world. I don't know what to say. I don't know how to say goodbye. So I'm just going to end this recording. See you next week. Bye-bye. one <laughs> man It's shining. You know you'll have a hand to hold. As we wait.